Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ha-ha! We are live. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports SEC Edition. I will let you know what's going on with that in just a second. But you know what time it is. It's AYS time. Doobie Lane is back on the ones and twos. Everyone that's following us on Twitter, Chris Landry Football Twitch, we greatly appreciate you joining the show. Hit the like, hit the share, share it to some groups. If you're on the Twitter machine, you know what time it is on there too. Hit that like, hit that retweet. We greatly appreciate it. We greatly appreciate Michael Gagliano, Devin Staub, George, what's going on? Jacob Paraloo, Matt Dees, what's going on, guys? We greatly appreciate y'all joining with us. All right, as you see right here on the bottom, AYS SEC edition. I've had some people ask me the question. Um, we are going to be merging. We're going to be merging SEC Gumbo and AYS. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, we will be talking all SEC. We're going to be bringing in a lot of guests, a lot of guests, to talk around the SEC and then AYS. We'll be talking about LSU some, but we're going to go a little bit national as we've partnered with Chris Landry and LandryFootball.com on that end, on that end, and then that way we do cover LSU and we're covering everything. We're covering all sports as well. But everyone hit that like and hit that share, share it to some groups. We greatly appreciate it that you would do so. But as always, guys, every show is brought to you by GM, Varnado, and Sons. Guys, they've been faithfully serving the Denham Springs and Baton Rouge area for over 62 years. With their highly trained technicians, there's no job too big or too small for them. Give them a call. Look, all changes, tire repairs, tire rotations, anything that you need. Hell, you break down on the side of the road, they can go and get you. Tell them Blake Rafino over at AYS, and not just AYS. AYS SEC Edition sent you 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. Tell them that we went ahead and sent you on over. All right. Guys, we're going to be having the show for tonight, Hashtag Rafino's Ranch. Greg Sankey did speak about the the fate of the SEC, the fate of the SEC. We're going to talk on that. Dan Dan Matthews, my man. No, Dave Matthews. Say I got a couple of y'all. Dan Matthews from the Chuck Oliver Show is going to be joining us. He's going to be our guest. We're going to talk a lot of SEC. we got a lot to talk about it with him. A lot to talk about it with him. Why the NBA in Major League Baseball may save, may save college football. Stay with me on that idea. Stay with me on that idea as we break that down as well. Well, look, guys, we're going to go ahead and start off here. Look, Greg Sankey went on the Palm Fa- Paul Feinbaum. Paul he went on the Paul Feinbaum show. But Greg Sankey went on the Paul Feinbaum show, and this is what the hashtag Rafino's Ranch is going to be about tonight. Because a lot of people were, were bent out of shape and quite frankly mad that Greg Sankey, that the SEC commissioner, did not come out with a complete statement telling everybody. Telling everybody what was going on and what the decision was from the SEC. Stop. I can't believe that I have to do this, but I have to come on here and defend Greg Sankey. Some of you on Facebook Live, Twitch, Twitter, all this are calling always calling Greg Stanky. No. Guys, listen, as I've told you three weeks ago, as I've told you uh, two weeks ago, as I've told you last week, and as I'm telling you now, 
Greg Sankey made the right move by not telling you exactly what they're going to do until the time comes that the SEC does not have to make that decision. But take it, leave it to Twitter, leave it to Facebook for everyone to get out of arms and out of been out of shape due to the simple fact, due to the simple fact that he didn't say, hey, this is exactly what we're going to do. Guys, they're monitoring it. Hey, little buddy. Hey, my little man just walked in. Hey, buddy. <laughs> Adorable. He's about to have bad time. About to have bad time. But Greg Sankey does not should not have made a statement other than the fact that we're monitoring this situation and people are like, oh, well, Greg Sankey said we're not having this. Hey, buddy. We're not having. Come here. Come here. Come here. All right, we got a little break in the show. We got a little special guest here. We got a little special guest. Wave at the camera. Although you're going to take bad time. Say hey. Say hey. <laughs> Say this some, is Dad Dad's show. Got some special. This is Dad Dad's show. You see the mic? You see the microphone? Say everyone on AYS and SEC Gumbo. Not SEC Gumbo. But everyone that is watching the show right now, this is my son, Ben. I know that you can't really see his face. Epic music. <laughs> Little Rufino is in the building. Nah, uh, 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 uh. Tell them, Ben, listen to me. We were just talking about Greg Sankey. Can't grab that. We were just talking about Greg Sankey, Ben, and why he shouldn't have made a statement. Ben, say absolutely nothing. Ben, say absolutely nothing if Greg Sankey should have made a statement. That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> Love you, bud. All right, bad time. Bad time. <laughs> All right. Little man joined the show. That was funny. You know, it's funny when kids, when kids, you know, are able to open doors and they finally figure that out and they just, they want to do whatever they want. And then whenever they start getting in all the cabinets and you have stuff everywhere, that's when it gets fun. Fun, fun. <laughs> Absolutely. Dan Matthews is about to join the show in about eight minutes from the Chuck Oliver show. Sweet baby. Yes, he is. But listen, getting back on this Greg Sankey thing, is just like Ben, well, really didn't say anything, but just as Ben said, just as Ben said, or didn't say for that, for that matter, is that I don't think Greg Sankey should have said this that we're we're going to be going into all conference games, guys. They're still monitoring it. They're still monitoring the situation. I'm not sure if everyone that's watching the show right now watched or saw the article from the Associated Press that said specifically that said specifically that they've been doing a test vaccine and they can have it, you know, within uh, in the beginning, maybe mid-August, July 27th is the date that they're looking for. So why should he have made a statement? Guys, two weeks ago, where were we? Two weeks ago, it looked like we were making tremendous progress. <laughs> Jacob Perilou says, Amber said all. His wife said all. Michael Gagliano says, oh, man, he's adorable. I appreciate that. Obey your thirst. Sam Bacon said, my little man just jumped on the ice chest. Well, Sam, you better be careful. Carlton Cisco, what's going on, brother? We greatly appreciate you joining the show. Everyone that's with us, go ahead and hit the like and hit the share. Share it to some groups. But listen, I don't think that Greg Sankey should be taking flack for what for the statements that he did or did not make. So what he doesn't feel optimistic about having a full college schedule. If he comes out, if Greg Sankey comes out and says, look, I don't believe that we're going to have a full college schedule, he's already right. Guys, you have three Power Five conferences who said that they're not going to be doing any non-conference games. They're going to be all, playing all conference games. So when you talk about, let's talk about the one of the biggest and longest rivalries in the SEC. Not, I mean, not just in the SEC, but non-conference games in South Carolina and Clemson. Guys, that's a huge game. If it's just non-conference games, you can't play but only conference games, you can't have that. LSU, Texas, Alabama, USC. Guys, he's right when he's telling you we're not going to have a full season because in this non-conference schedule, you can't play those teams that you are allotted to already play. What is – I don't under – for the life of me, guys, for the life of me, I can't understand – 
I cannot understand why people are like are so bent out of shape, so bent out of shape when he says we're monitoring this situation. What else did you want Greg Sankey to say? Please tell me in the chat, in the group, what did you want him to say? Because he didn't say exactly what you wanted to? You SEC fans, you better already know that the SEC is going to do everything they can to play major college football. Because that's what the SEC does. But to sit here and talk about Greg Sankey and to say that he's making a wrong decision, how can you say the man's making a wrong decision when he didn't make one? But yet, you'll come on here, you know, people will come on here and talk about the LHSAA or they'll go on Twitter, not really on this show. Okay, but they'll come and say, well, the LHSA made a made a rash decision. Well, they didn't make a decision either. Don't get me started on Bonon. Don't get me started. Do not get me started. I hope you guys didn't listen to this radio interview today. All right, Daniel Matthews from the Chuck Oliver Show is going to be joining us uh, about four minutes. About four minutes. Doobie's going to get him on the line. We're going to bring him in. We're going to talk some sports. We're going to talk some SEC. We're going to. We got a lot. I want to talk with him. One, a, a guy that's a key part. A guy that's a very key part of a very popular show that a lot of you guys know about in the Chuck Oliver Show. So Daniel Matthews is going to be our guest. The last thing that I'm going to say here about Greg Sankey, and it, guys, quite frankly, I've been on the uh, the forefront, if you will the absolute forefront when it comes to talking about negativity about Greg Sankey, I mean, on the forefront. But this, but look, you have to give credit where credit's due. And when he, I, in my personal opinion, I believe that he made the right move. I believe that Greg Sankey made the right move by not, by not making a, making a complete statement and making an ass of himself. The Southeastern Conference and Southeastern Conference fans would have ate Greg Sankey alive and called for his resignation if, if, if yesterday, after an AD's meeting, he would have came out and said only conference games. Guys, I'm not saying that the SEC is not going to go to only conference games. I'm not going to say that. Because, quite frankly, what other option does the SEC have? What do you think, you know... Who's Alabama going to play out of non-conference if they can't play any of the Power Fives? If you think that some of these Power Five teams are doing it, you think that the other smaller group of five conferences aren't going to be doing this? Yes, they're going to be doing it. Yes, they're going to be doing it. (laughs) Nick Gidry on Facebook Live says, I need to go drinking with this man. Get that man a beer. Well, Nick, it's not – well, I – First off, I don't drink beer. I can. I get a headache. But, you know, if it's if it's brown and it's liquid and it's from Kentucky or Tennessee, I'll drink it. But it, it makes me it makes me question. It makes me question football fans in general, just in general, on why they come in here and why they talk not just on here but on all these platforms and they sit here and they talk about things that they have no real reason and understanding of what's really going on. Andy Hughes on Facebook Live says, Blake Rafina, I know Mason joked earlier, Mason Smith, the number one defensive uh, defensive tackle in the nation, he joked earlier, if high school football doesn't play this year, do you think a lot of guys will reclassify? Quite frankly, Andy, across the SEC and across the nation, no. Because a lot of these teams don't have the – so let's take for the SEC, for example. The SEC can only allot 25 scholarships per season. So some of these teams, they do. Some of these teams do have a spot that's open, like an LSU did take 24 last year. But some majority of these teams can't. So if these kids reclassify, where are they going to reclassify? How are they going to reclassify? And quite frankly – where is he going? John Adam, he was joking. Or, yeah, no, he was joking, John. He came, he came back with a retweet and said that he was joking, that people don't take it serious, that, he's, that he was joking. Okay, so Mason Smith said he's joking. He's not going to make a decision. He's not reclassifying. But I think that you've already seen that. 
I think that, you know, a guy that is a Kentucky, Memphis, and LSU target, Musa Sisse in basketball, is already reclassified. I do not see I do not see any of these guys reclassifying because quite frankly, these SEC teams don't have, you know, don't have the the capacity to give these guys scholarships. Okay. Dan Matthews from Chuck the Chuck Oliver Show is about to be our guest. One last thought. Okay, listen, one last thought. Okay, on this Greg Sankey deal. One last general thought on Greg Sankey is listen, if you guys listen to the Pac-12, if you guys listen to the Big Ten, if you guys listen to the ACC, if you listen to the Big 12, the the four, four of the five power conferences, they have all come out and stated that Greg Sankey has led the way. As scary as that is. As absolute scary as Greg Sankey kind of leading the way is. But they're following his lead. All right. We're going to be getting Dan Matthews, Doobie Lane's working behind the scenes to do so. Getting to some of the comments before we get there. Michael Gagliano says, go fund me to buy Blake a handle of Maker's Mark. Okay. I'll just shoot. If y'all want to do that, go right on ahead. Go right on ahead. Zoom call with Vital and Sankey. Good Lord. I don't know where that would go. I don't know where that would go. All right, we're going to get Dan Matthews on in here. Before we do, guys, as I've told you about, LandryFootball.com. LandryFootball.com. Guys, for a deep dive analysis, a deep dive analysis on all of your teams, on all of your teams, whether ACC, SEC, Big 12, Big 10, whatever conference it is, you want a draft board. You want to know where guys on your team is allotted. Chris Landry Football on Twitch, LandryFootball.com. Go check it out there. And we have a special guest, Dan Matthews, from the Chuck Oliver Show. My man, what's happening what's tonight? Oh, hey, what are shit. we up to, guys? And, 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 and by the way, too, I mean, you know that uh, Chris joins us every Wednesday, too, on the program. So uh, our good friends down That's there right. listening on uh, ESPN 104.5 and uh, the great city of Baton Rouge, you can always catch us there, and you can catch us all throughout the southeast. So we always appreciate Absolutely. the support. Facebook Live comment uh, uh, right now. Chuck Oliver is on 100, 166 uh, radio stations across across the country. <laughs> How many are y'all really on across the country, Dan? He says 50 every day. I mean, man, you put me on the spot here. I, I probably do need to uh, go through and figure out how many we got, but there's a lot. I mean, it's pretty much one of those, you know, right now, uh, especially, uh, you know, road trips are more in vogue than people getting on airplanes. So if that's the case, uh, chances are you go through uh, a southern city, you can probably catch us. And uh, if so, we appreciate you uh, having us tag along for the ride. Dan, a, a side note, okay, a side note before we get into into some football and some sports here. A side note. So my, my brother and my two sisters live in Woodstock, Georgia, and they said that they're sitting yeah, in the yeah. car and they're listening. Yeah, they're listening to the show. They're li- my brother, you know, listens to the show all the time. I didn't tell him I was going on. I think it was uh, a couple weeks ago. And my brother's blowing up my phone saying, wait, that's my brother. Wait, that's my brother. What's going on here? (laughs) So, anyway. All right. There you go. Dan, I want to start here. I know that Greg Sankey went on with a pile, fine bomb, and he talked about some things, and he's got a lot of pushback. When you heard Greg Sankey's statements yesterday, what was your initial thoughts, and how did you take – how did you receive that? Uh-oh. I would probably – Oh, there we go. We good? Yeah, we're good. Yeah. Uh, oh, all good. Hey, live radio, man, it happens. Um, I, I would say <laughs> fair. I mean, because I don't think – I mean, he, he, I just I think he was fair from the standpoint of, I mean, he said, yeah, I mean, if things continue the way they are, and he didn't mention states, but like in Texas and, and Florida and, and, and Louisiana and – uh, Georgia to to some extent too uh, that probably you do have some doubts about things but uh, you know I, I just the way I look at this all now is I, I threw this up and, and we talked about it a little bit today on the show guys what this tells me right now and go back and listen to his cuts uh, of what he said from when he was on with Paul where he talked about the thinking along the lines of the Big 12 and the ACC were pretty consistent with theirs 
Exactly. I don't have any concrete evidence, but my thinking here is that if nothing else, he's working with John Swafford and Bob Bowlesby and saying, guys, let's try to make something happen here. Like, you know, <laughs> the Big Ten went ahead and, and upstaged everybody and said, all right, we're going to do our own thing. The Pac-12, the same deal. I think it's an opportunity for these guys to say, hey, let's give people the ultimate, if not a full football conference here, but still be able to allow because here's the deal. Are you going to ask Georgia to not play Georgia Tech, but then ask them to get on an airplane and fly to Columbia, Missouri, and play against Missouri, and vice versa if Missouri goes down to Gainesville and, and, and Florida can't play against Florida State and on down That's the line? Right. No. I mean, try, try to make this thing work where, you know, I mean, you're probably going to have some cases where – and the other thing is, too, that I think feeds into all of this is people, well, what about travel? Football travel is not extravagant. Football travel is you leave the Friday afternoon, get to where you're going, have a meal, have a meeting, and then go to bed, get up the next morning and go to the stadium, yeah, and, and, and get ready to play. So, I mean, mm. you know, I, I just – I think that this, these are opportunities that can be out there that, guys, I mean, I just – I get a little feeling here that if nothing else, they're going to say, okay – We'll do the conference slate, there's no doubt, but maybe we don't get 12. But would you not take, in, in terms of that, being able to cut down travel and all these different types of things, a couple of non-conference games where we get to keep Texas and LSU, we get to keep uh, Tennessee playing against Oklahoma and things like that? Because it's also as well, I mean, the ACC, you've got Syracuse. There's not a lot of schools that are around Syracuse, but you could shorten up travel for Syracuse if maybe you had them play against West Virginia and play against both mm -hmm. Virginia schools the Carolinas and, and Pittsburgh and, and teams like that, that that could, that could work out that way. So, I mean, I just think that, you know, there's at least leading up to today with the vaccine news that came out, that's great news. We'll see how long that takes. I, I just, I think that probably today was one of the best news days that we had in a while. And let's not even mention, you know, what happened at Ohio state where they said, Hey, things look good. We can restart workouts again. You know, Dan, I mean, there's just not – basically verbatim what you just said is what I've been trying to beat into, you know, I say beat into people's heads, but what I've just been saying over the last week. You know, I think it comes to a point where, you know, like we had the argument and people called into the show and people were like, well, Blake, what's the difference? What's the difference between Rutgers flying to Nebraska than Texas right. going to LSU, but yet LSU's got to go to Texas A&M College Station? Like, what's the difference in Minnesota going to Rutgers versus Georgia mm -hmm. going to Georgia Tech? And I, I, I just think that you're so right there. Dan Matthews is our guest. Dan, let me ask you this along those lines. I, I, I guess – when this is all said and done, what do you think is going to happen with the SEC and some of these other conferences? Do you think that they try to find a way to do a non-conference schedule and have a full season, or do you think that they go just to non-conference games? What's your what's your gut telling you? My gut right now is telling me that they were probably a little bit closer to conference only, but like I said, I mean, I think that you leave yourself an opportunity there with what I said where maybe you do work it out with the ACC where you say John Swafford, you say, hey, you know what, it's not worth it for us to send Georgia, like I said, out to Missouri when they can just have Georgia Tech make that hour-and-a-half drive from Atlanta to play in Athens, and then, you know, the vice versa with uh, Florida and Florida State, just make the drive down I-10 to get there. And, I mean, you've also got Clemson and South Carolina as well, that those are opportunities to be had. I mean, another one that I threw out, as I said, if you go non-conference, or excuse me, conference only, then for Georgia, have them play Auburn twice. That's a day bus trip, if, if even. I mean, let's just say conservatively that both of those games are the 3.30 CBS, Brad and Gary, where you could very easily get the guys up early in the morning, drive to either Athens or to Auburn, and then have them back in Athens or Auburn that night and be able to keep your protocols and, and testing going. I mean, I think that's the number one thing that we've got to see. I mean, I think last week it, it put a lot of scares in the people because the reason why I think the regional works is because of what we're seeing the plan in Major League Baseball and how they're going to do it. Of Let's cut down travel. The East plays the East. Central plays the Central on down the line. Let's just have it the same deal here where you're not having a lot of guys get on airplanes. Instead, it's a lot of bus trips. Right.
And look, the, the third segment of this show today is will the NBA and Major League Baseball perfect and help college football and football season in general? Look, I, I, I've been beating this on the, you know, beating this drum for weeks, too, is that the UFC is pretty much perfected. I mean, look, they've had 4,000 people, 4,000 people come in in three weeks in three fights so and without really mm-hmm. any hiccups. So I, I just right. feel as if that if they can do that right now and fly to Abu Dhabi, fly to mm-hmm. Abu Dhabi, I think that this can happen. Dan, let's get into a little bit of what may happen on the field, just on the SEC side. How do you see the SEC shaking out? Where do you see – what teams do you see on top? Is it going to be chalky as it kind of always is? You know, I beat this drum a little bit for Georgia. I think it could be their year. JT Daniels is clear to play. I don't know if he's going to start or not. But how do you see the SEC shaking out on top? Well, I think me and you are thinking a lot the same lines with Georgia because I think they hold the keys because I think if nothing else, you don't have the excuse anymore that Kirby doesn't have his guys. That box is checked. He's got all of his guys, and his recruiting classes have been nothing but four- and five-star guys. So you've got the talent. That's not the issue. The issue has been offensively. They really have just been just good offensively and I think we've seen the last few years I mean down there in southern Louisiana we saw it last year what an elite offense does it can get it can make you 15 and 0 and win a national title and a guy win a Heisman trophy I mean it's the same deal in Athens I mean I think that's been the frustration that people had with the way that really the offense has been handled I mean it's been mm-hmm. to a certain point you, you don't win now by saying all right we're going to take the air out of the ball that's how you allow Alabama to get second half comebacks against you and beat you in the national title game and beat you in the SEC championship game. We Mm -hmm. saw what happened last year when, I mean, I guarantee you that Ed Ogeron and everybody on that LSU sideline, when when Alabama started to come back in that second half, there probably was a little bit of nerves on on that sideline. Oh, they were freaking out. I tell you that. They were freaking out. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, but then Clyde Edwards-Hilaire stepped up, made a play. I mean, you had Joe Burrow step up have a huge run. I mean, that's what you need. You need guys to be able to step up and make plays, not this, all right, well, you know, let's let's hand it over to our defense because the problem with Georgia's defense, guys, is that, like I said, this team has been good, sometimes great. They haven't gotten to the level that they need to be where everybody usually, when you come out with these preseason rankings, they have Clemson, Alabama, maybe Ohio State in there, but then Georgia is within that top five, if nothing else. I think the problem with Georgia's defense has been – and it really hasn't, you know, changed since uh, I would say about 2000, uh, 2012, when you had uh, Jarvis Jones and, and you had uh, Jordan Jenkins, right. and, and then also through the fo- the following year, Leonard Floyd coming off the edge. They have not been able to get consistent pressure on the quarterback. That's number one, and number two, they don't necessarily get the football back from the other team a lot. So you can kind of take the air out of the ball a little bit when you're able to do that. I mean, look at what Todd Grantham's done at Florida where they have won games because of his defense making plays. And that's the thing that cracked me up here in in these parts. Last year when people said before the SEC championship game, they said, well, you know, Joe Burrow hasn't seen a defense like this. I said, Georgia's defense has not seen an offense like LSU has (laughs) this year. And sure enough, we saw what happened because that's one thing is a buddy of mine kept arguing with me. I said, dude, again, two things you don't do. You don't get pressure on the quarterback. And last time I checked with Joe Burrow, if you don't get pressure on him, then he's going to hurt you because he's got a lot of options down the field, as we found out. And then also, too, they didn't turn the football over. So when you don't do those two things defensively, uh, it doesn't put you into that elite category. So I think defensively those are two things that Georgia has to do this year. And if they can figure it out at quarterback and they can get that offense going, maybe this is the year. You know, Dan, that's really good. And, look, I – I agree with you, and and I'm not just saying this because you're on here, but I kind of beat the Georgia drum. I think that they could have one of the better defenses, not just in the SEC, but the country. I think that Kirby has talked a little bit about not being able to turn the ball over. And, look, I'm going to tell you this right now. I was at the LSU-Georgia game in Baton Rouge. uh, What was it, 2018? I forget the month. But in 2018, I was standing. It was was October. I remember that. Definitely October. Like the 13th or something? Yeah, Yeah. maybe so. And then I was standing next to a scout, and he said quite – I'm quoting here, I mean, a little bit. He says, look, Georgia just doesn't have the guys on the outside offensively 
where they can compete with these DBs at LSU, Bama, you know, name keep naming them. They just can't. Right. And I think that they do have George Pickens. They do have some guys. I know Burton was a signing there, and he's going to, you know, he's going to be – he could make a push. He could be one of those freshman guys that makes a push and gets a lot of playing time. But we'll see what they do offensively. Dan, let me ask you this. Coming out of the West, there's been a lot of questions, okay, as – you know, because it's pretty wide open, right? Like, people mm-hmm. are like, LSU, Alabama, could a could this be the year for uh, A&M? Well, who knows? I mean, Jimbo Fisher hopes it is. But what is your thought on the West? Does Alabama still reign, or do you think that Jimbo, Ed, or Gus can make a push and win the West? I think that both of those guys could. I mean, I think that the issue with Texas A&M is, look, I, you know, people can tell me how efficient Kellen Mond was and all these different types of things. Go look at Kellen Mond and those games that they lost last year. His numbers were down. He did not perform well. And it's also, too, I mean, I just I looked at, like, for example, the game that I got to watch him the closest last year was against Georgia. I didn't see an accurate passer. And he had a lot of really good wide receivers out there to throw to. And they did make a little bit of a push at the end. But still, I just I looked at, it, you know, the way that that offense functioned and said, gosh, if you need a drive at the end of the game and, and, and really the chance to be able to win it, I just don't know if, if I count on him to make that throw. Um, you know, I mean, LSU, there's just so much to replace. But I got to tell you, though, I think that one thing that LSU does so well is they kind of really mirror a lot of what Clemson does uh, at their school. Because, guys, when you look at Clemson's recruiting uh, re- recruiting classes, they're not huge. And, and, and the rankings are not high, but they get the right guys. And I think that that's something that Ed Ogeron has been able to do over the last few years and his staff there is that they might lose a guy or two to Alabama or to Georgia or to any other school, but they're going to get the right guys within state to stay and play, as we've seen from the receiver core. I mean, the fact that you lose Justin Jefferson, but you've still got the best receiver in the country, Jamar Chase. Terrace Marshall is somebody who I think people have been waiting to come into his own. He did last year, too. Uh, I mean, so, you know, we'll see also as well with McMath, what what is he able to do. And then, you know, look, we need to remember, excuse me, we need to remember when Miles Brennan was coming out of high school, people thought this is the guy. This is the guy Mm -hmm. that's going to finally end the quarterback streak for us to be able to get things going. And, you know, through no fault of his own, I mean, he got caught into a quarterback competition. And when Joe Burrow got to campus, nobody was beating out Joe Burrow. That was that was said and done. I mean, there's no reason he leaves Ohio State if he's not coming to be a starter. And it was between LSU and Florida, and he got the job. So I still expect LSU to, to be in there because the talent is still there. That defensive side of the ball, linebacker's a little bit of a question, but they can still make a push. I think Bo Nix is the key for Auburn. I mean, if he, if he can Completely be a agree. little bit more efficient, if he can be a little bit more efficient, and also, too, I mean, he's shown you that he can make plays. And it's also, too, seemingly when people count out Gus and they count out Auburn, that's when they step forward. And, and, and <laughs> I know, really, man. And, 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 that's, and that's when they really – it's kind of out of nowhere where you're just like, wait a minute, Auburn's making a push? The key, obviously, with Bama <laughs> is the defensive side of the ball is good. But, gosh, I mean, if there is a year that probably Nick Saban could get his dream football team back, this is it of trying to be able to not, you know, the, the deal with, with Mac Jones is tell him, hey, rule number one, don't turn the football over. Rule number two, don't turn the football over. And also Najee Harris is, is somebody that, that can bring back the running game for you there. Uh, Devonta Smith uh, also somebody as well. So you know, are we necessarily going to see the, the old ground and pound of Alabama pass? No but I don't think you're going to be seeing the RPOs and everything else as much as you've been seeing uh, with Tua and Jalen Hurts uh, in control. So uh, I, I don't think that it's necessarily Bama and everybody else, but I do think right now if you had to give me at least a quick test, i got to go Bama as the favorite there. Yeah, and then, look, I, I, I'm kind of more highly on than some on Auburn just because I think that you have two really good offensive minds there. Um, mm-hmm. but we'll have to, you know, we'll have to see. I mean, look, we saw what Gus can do with an offense. We've seen what Auburn can do when you doubt them. And I think Bo with another year with this new offensive regime. Now we'll see what happens there, but I think that they can make a push. I'm look, 
Dan, and I'm going to leave you here, but I left, I, I, I think it was maybe two or three weeks ago, where I put all the stats on all of Texas A&M's losses when Kellerman's been a starter. He was around 45% mm-hmm. completion percentage. He had yep. more interceptions than touchdowns. Yep. And quite frankly, his QBR or whatever you want to call it was like 52. So unless he makes yeah. a Joe Burrow-type leap, I don't see A&M. Do you, how many, where do you see A&M? Last question here, and we'll get you on out here and tell everywhere, everybody where they can follow you. Where do you see A&M? How good do you see them doing this year? Do you think that they get to that double-digit uh, threshold? Well, I mean, again, you know, we'll just see how many games they play. But let's just say conservatively they play 10 games, and you still got those three games that you have against Auburn, LSU, and uh, against uh, Alabama. I got to believe they lose two of those. And that's through no fault mm. of their own. But to your point, though, too, I mean, look at how many people, you know, made fun of, you know, when people said that LSU was going to turn things around offensively last year. And they're like, Burrow, eh, he's just okay. He's not great. And then quickly the legend grew and, and, and went from there with what uh, you were able to get from Joe Brady helping him out. Um, we all know that Jimbo is fantastic at coaching quarterbacks. I mean, I think the greatest job he ever did was making Sean McGuire a viable quarterback. Uh, one of his uh, last couple of years there at uh, Florida State and at least getting them into uh, the New Year's Six. So I'm never going to say never on Kellen Mond because a lot like what I said about Miles Brennan, the same deal with Kellen Mond. Uh, He was highly touted for a reason, and he's a fantastic player for a reason. I mean, we saw that in that seven-overtime game that they uh, won against uh, LSU. I mean, despite should they have even had a chance to get the seven overtimes, I'm not going to have people relive that. I'm not going to have – People oh, they're coming that. after you now, Dan, on Facebook Live. Yeah. They're coming after you. Keep going. I know, man. Going. Hey, 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 you know what? It's it's all good because, I mean, I'm sure some of your listeners know, I mean, I'm an LSU guy. Uh, that's uh, mm-hmm. As soon as that game was over, I, I texted a buddy of mine at the Huge Aggie, and I said, uh, not that game. I'm talking about the one this year, 50-7, to 7, and I said, hmm. I can't wait to see those those cups printed up this year. So uh, <laughs> go ahead and have those go ahead and have those passed out through Kyle Field because, boy, I'll tell you what, it, it, the the greatest sin you can have in all of college sports, and I'm going to upset the Aggies, but I don't care. Don't ever lose a huge game to Texas A&M because trust me, you will hear about it for the rest of your life. So oh, that's dude. a lesson that's uh, that, that's that's a, that's a hard lesson to learn. But no, I mean, look, I think that. Uh, we'll see what development he's made. And I think that, again, if, if Mond can, can become an efficient passer and, and, and more accurate down the field, I mean, that's not necessarily something that develops overnight. But if we see that he's able to make things happen, and he's still got Jamon Austin, so it's not like he's going to be throwing to a bunch of, you know, who are these guys out here. Uh, he's going to have some players to work with. So uh, I do think that uh, A&M takes a step forward this year. But do I think that they win two out of those three games that I mentioned against Auburn, LSU, or Alabama? Uh, I mean, look, I, I haven't seen them do it so far. And if I hadn't seen them do it so far, I'm not going to count on them to do it now. I agree. Dan, I greatly appreciate it, man. It was such a pleasure having you on, man. I'm sorry we couldn't catch up last week. Tell everyone where they can follow you, where they can do follow or catch you guys on Chuck Oliver's show and all y'all's platforms. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you can catch us uh, if we don't have an affiliate in your uh, area, uh, southernsportstoday.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Chuck Oliver Show, and you can follow me at Dan Matthews ATL, one T in Matthews. Uh, spell it like Eddie Matthews. And as a matter of fact, you know, uh, we've, uh, we've, we've got family in Louisiana too. So uh, if you know somebody that has one T in Matthews, uh, maybe, maybe we're related. Who knows? If you know somebody in Alexandria in that area, that's, uh, that's, that chances are it's probably us. Yes, indeed. Brother, I greatly appreciate it. And everyone, people on Facebook Live says, keep on that Shaq jersey on Twitter. We, we greatly appreciate you joining us. And, man, we'll, we'll catch up again soon. All right. Y'all take care. Thank you. All right, brother. Look, guys, if I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. If you want to be a regular guest on this show and you want to be a guest on this show, you got to do that. You got to do that. Dan is a part of a team of a guy that is, quite frankly, one of the best, and he's making a name for himself. That was incredible. Doobie, that was incredible. It was great. All right, we're going to get to the last segment. I'm going to get to some of the comments. Stephen Miller, it's Miller time. LSU has a brutal November, Bama, Auburn, A&M, all in four weeks. That is a brutal November. That is a very brutal November. Um, 
Gags says Brennan over Mond. I agree with that for now. Um, we'll see. I like Trask a lot, too. I think he'll be highly improved this season. Look, I've talked to – I know we've had him on AYS, but I've been talking to Gator Dave. Look, Emory, you better watch out for Emory Jones now. You better watch out for Emory Jones because he's going to have a lot of playing time. Dan Dan Mullen, we could see a scenario here where the Chris Leak – and I, I'm not saying that Emory Jones is Tim Tebow. Don't take it like that. But you could have that two-quarterback system to make a push. All right. Before we get to the last segment, guys, as always, LandryFootball.com. That's LandryFootball.com for all the deep down analysis. Guys, everybody do me a favor after the show. After after you go to AYSSports.com slash shop, that's AYSSports.com slash shop, and buy your AYS merchandise, go to Chris Landry Football Twitch. That's Chris Landry Football Twitch. Follow us there. We're going to be bringing on so many shows, guys. Chuck Oliver could, you know, we, we'll, we'll see. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. Oh, well. But we're going to be bringing on a lot of shows. I think that you guys, it would be a one-stop shop for football talk from top to bottom. From top to bottom. All right. Listen, the last segment for the night, we'll, we may be able to take some calls. Now, we're kind of pushing up on time. But the NBA and Major League Baseball, could they – could they save football? Could they save college football? Now, I know that some of you Louisiana people know that Mike Pence was down today talking about that we want to start up school. We want to make sure that campuses like LSU is open. It seems like, guys, you know, I kind of come to this conclusion. I think that this media wave might change. And call me crazy. Call me crazy. But it may change, and we might have a college football season. I think if the NBA and Major League Baseball – they're going to have a hiccup here and there. But if they do what they're doing like the UFC and people test positive and they quarantine them and it's not a widespread epidemic for college football or for sports in general, I think if the NBA going into this Disney World Orlando bubble, they go in there and they play a lot of basketball and there's not COVID-19 people testing positive, if you have Major League Baseball where guys are going all across the East, guys are staying across the South, and you're not having positive tests? Guys, I think that college football is going to happen. Now, is it going to be the season that we probably all want? Maybe not. Maybe not. But stay with me here on this. Just stay with here with me on this. It's, guys, you have multiple people in the South, multiple people in power in the South, people, politicians, whatever it may be, who are constantly talking about. We have to open up school, and we're going we're gonna to do sports. We're, you know, you may go to class on a Tuesday, but Thursday we may do it virtual to get, you know, to make sure that it's not – you're not as, as – what's the word I'm looking for here? But you're not in as big of risk to catch COVID-19. Vulnerable. Thank you, Doobie. But, look. Baseball is about to start within two weeks, about 16 days. Well, yeah, around there. NBA is going to be starting up in about 16 16 days. And, guys, I don't know if you tune into ESPN, but when I get home around 5, 5, 36 o'clock at night, I'm already seeing a basketball tournament going on, and there's no positive COVID-19 test. So it, it, it makes me ask the question that if you have major league sports doing this, are you going to say that a, a hundred college kids, that a hundred college kids aren't better off on a, on a campus where LSU or, or, or could take care of them? Now, here's the thing that I think people need to watch out for. Southeastern Louisiana can't do that. Smaller schools in Alabama can't do that. Smaller schools in Georgia can't do that. You know, quite frankly, I saw a tweet from people who, you know, some UCF fans who were saying, we don't know if we can have 100 tests every, you know, every week or twice a week because the tests run about $100 and we have 100 players that we have to test plus coaches. So I think it's a lot to monitor that a, that Associated Press, that AP uh, uh, thing that came out about there being a vaccine, God, please, Jesus. I prayed every night for college. Prayed every single night. All right, guys, we're going to take some of your calls. You can call in. Doobie, do we have somewhere where people can see the phone number? 
Um, and if not, that's okay. Okay. 225-238-6075. That's 225-238-6075. If you want to call in, talk about what we talked about, guys. We have about six to seven minutes. About six to seven minutes that you can call into the show and we can talk about Dan Matthews was fantastic. TJ! TJ, what's going on, brother? I see you joining the stream. Hit that like. Everyone that's following us, if you hadn't hit the like and share already, please do so. Everyone, I see you on Twitch. I see you on, on the Twitter machine. Hit that like and hit that retweet. All right. Doobie, I guess your thought on, I'm not sure how much you've been able to see, but, I mean, are you starting to feel like with some of the positivity that's coming out that college football is just going to happen? Do you feel that way or no? I'm kind of still 50-50, but more, I guess I would lean towards more of a yes. It, it, to be honest with you, man, it's, it's going in a lot of directions. I feel like one day you wake up and it's the end of the world. The next day there's a little bit of optimism. The next day it's like same thing, kind of going back and forth. But at the end of it all, I think a lot of these athletic directors uh, and individuals – you know, as long as the, the kids and everything are safe, agree on it, it the financial hit that it would take, um, man, it, it's it's a huge blow. So I think they understand, you know, they need to try their absolute hardest to do something. Um, I would like to say yes. Um, now, look, Blake, I did read earlier, and again, we've all been reading – the same stuff that they had an article about um, spring football uh, being more likely. Um, read a lot of comments saying, you know, bad idea. Uh, I don't know, man. Well, here's, uh, you know, here's the thing. When the AP, when that AP article came out, okay, and people, you know, go look at it on Twitter, okay, and when it came out, you know, of the sporting news that I saw. Now, some people were like, I, I'd never take that vaccine a day in my life. Okay, I get it. But it, it just feels like the positivity. Like, it feels like the positivity. Stephen Miller says, Doobie, you're right on. Each day is a different story and usually con, con, uh, contradicting what happened the day before. Some, there's some truth there. I mean, you, you are right there. And it is contradictory on what we get day to day. But here's my thing is that, quite frankly, is I just feel like we've had more positivity today in the last, within the last couple of days that just makes, all right, who we got? Okay. Tell them, all right, hit it. Gags, you on live with Blake Rafino in AYS SEC edition. We got about we got about three minutes. What's up, dude? Oh, what's up, Gags? I want to know when can we purchase that drawback AYS hat that you got on, brother? <laughs> it's in it's in production. Okay, um, COVID has 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 stopped a lot of stuff, which I've been you know soon. I'll just say that soon. What's happening tonight, my man? Not much. I just want to talk a little baseball uh, real quick. Who do you? Who is your favorite? Um, who is your favorite to win the World Series? And then I'll give you mine after yours. In this structure, I think it's all up in the air. I think that the top teams reign. I'm going to go with my team, and I'm going to be probably claimed a homer here. I probably say the Yankees. And or the Dodgers are my two. I would have to agree. We we agree, guys. The only the only oh, the only uh, question I have about LA is if is if can we get a consistent Kershaw in the playoffs because Kershaw has been god awful in the postseason. <sighs> He's been god awful in the postseason. I, I agree with you there, but I think the argument that Kershaw would say is that they were still on the signs. <laughs> The Astros are still in signs, you know. So I, you know, that's my first thing when you said that. Uh, listen, Gags. Last question we got to get on out of here, okay? NBA and the MLB, perf- not I want to say perfect, but do really well in, in having sports, and there's no real negativity that's flopping around there. Do you think it helps college football? Uh, 
Yeah, because if they're able to go through a season with no real hiccups, it can only help college football blossom and then to having a full season. I mean, you you spoke on what the USC has done, and that's only helped uh, other sporting leagues get get going. So I can only see it only helping college football. I can't see no negative impact from from those two leagues being able to have a full season. I completely agree. Gags, I appreciate you calling in, man. We got to go ahead and get on out of here because we got another show following us right behind that. So, Gags, yeah, I greatly appreciate it, man. Y'all. We'll talk. Yeah, you too. You too, man. Thank All right. You. Guys, if you want some really good talk and some really, really, really good just sports talk, we got a lot of stuff going on on Chris Landry football Twitch. I know that Twitch is a newer thing. You need to go over there. Dude, I'm telling you, because there's going to be a day when AYS – more than likely, we're going to be streaming on Twitch, and there are going to be hundreds of thousands of people screaming, Blake Doobie, screaming our names from the rooftops, <laughs> as we hope. Go to Twitch, follow Chris Landry Football, all one word, Chris Landry Football. Hit the follow right now. We greatly appreciate it. We got, I think, Bucks Report coming on right behind us. Guys, y'all have a good night. Peace out. My name's Blake Rafino. Doobie Lane was back on the ones and twos. We'll, ha- we'll see y'all tomorrow. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.